It's an all-new season of the Football NYC Big Blue Breakdown podcast on YesNetwork.com. Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy of BigBlueInteractive.com give the best Giants analysis week to week. And now, Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Big Blue Breakdown podcast on YesNetwork.com. Joe Callow along with the Big Blue Interactive's own Eric Kennedy. It's the number one Giants fan message board on the web and I'm sure, Eric, after game one, I can't say that there's too much panicking going on, but a lot of people watched that game last week, and they just didn't see the fire in the Giants' eyes. And, and most of the time, it's the Giants coming in to a game like the Cowboys came into a game as an underdog, a big underdog, you know, in the, in the game. Not as far as points, but the feeling around the league as to them coming into this environment and the Giants being the home team. And the Giants aren't used to being that home team and playing in that position. And it kind of looked like the Cowboys really wanted the game more. Yeah, it was disappointing. You know, my, my big thing with this game was you, you know, all through the summer you heard the same sort of theme that the Giants like being sort of not talked about a lot, you know, sort of flying under the radar. And, you know, people were talking about other teams. Um, and even in New York they were giving the Jets more press and so forth. And, I thought they were going to come out and sort of make a statement on national television to start this, you know, start this off. You know, and I, I know there's some fans out there saying, "Well, it's no big deal" and all that. And, and you're right, there is no reason to panic. But I thought this was a game that they would come out with a lot more energy and a lot more um, fight in them. And the Cowboys, you know, legitimately won that game. And in some ways, the, the game wasn't as close as the score. Yeah, I thought the Cowboys played very well, and uh, Tony Romo had an outstanding game, and it just looked like they really knew what the Giants' weaknesses were, and they really attacked it, and I thought their game plan was fantastic. Now, as far as the Giants go, I kind of saw something change in the Giants. After the Cowboys, uh, I think Ogletree scored his second touchdown, you kind of saw a look in Eli's eyes. They showed him on the sideline, and his next drive was magnificent. Um you know, they really couldn't run the ball in the first half, and David Wilson had the big fumble, and you never saw him again except for the kickoff return. But you saw Eli Manning come out, and the next drive was really picture-perfect Eli Manning. And then when they needed to run the ball uh, down near the goal line, Ahmad Bradshaw ran it in. And you really saw the Giants start to play after that touchdown was scored. Now, the Giants only had the ball three times in the second half, and they scored two out of the three times. And I think I had the feeling just like every Cowboy fan had a feeling, probably every Cowboy player, that if Eli was to get that ball back with two minutes left, the Giants were going to score again, and they were going to tie that game. But I think the Cowboys knew that, and they've seen this happen to them against the Giants many times, and they got that you know, very impressive third and 11. They got that first down, and Ogletree was a huge weapon that night. And you know, me and you spoke about it last week, Eric, about the Giants' cornerback situation. And I thought Coe had a decent game before he got injured, and I thought he made a, a marvelous tackle to save a lot of yards. And, uh, you know, it just so happens that they, that they have another injury and the Cowboys just exploited it. Yeah, they, they're basically, for all intents and purposes, down to their four, fourth-string cornerback. Um, that, that was disappointing because I, I, I felt exactly like you did, and I think Cowboy fans probably felt the same thing, that they did not want Eli to get the ball back. That, that felt a lot like the game down in Dallas last year where, you, you know, you, you felt that, in the Dallas fans probably thought that game was 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 done, and when when they got into that third and long situation, I thought, oh man, we're going to get this ball back. We're going to have a chance to send this in overtime, and 
the defense just was dreadful in the second half. They couldn't stop them. There, it was a very strange game. It was, and you you just mentioned this. Both teams basically only had three possessions each in in the second half, um, and that that was a combination of both teams going on long drives and 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 putting points on the board. But both teams basically had it three times. D- Dallas scored on all three of its possessions in the second half, and then on the fourth and last possession, and the Giants never had a fourth possession, they ran out the clock. So the defense never did stop Dallas in the entire second half of that game, and, and that, that was disturbing. And I think, you know, you can – it's like the Giants never saw a slant pass, which was mentioned over and over again on the website. The You, you can sort of slam um, – um, try on there and he he should play better that, than that he is a veteran he has started in this league but the guy that that I had a real rough game that we're not used to seeing have a rough game was Corey Webster I mean, he he has to play better than that they can't afford to have him play like that and and you know I agree with you I think they had this chance chance to tie this game but they needed that defense to step up and especially in the secondary and they just didn't come through. Yeah, and Dallas had a fantastic ground game with DeMarco Murray and he showed a lot of toughness and they had, you know, we already spoke about how how great Tony Romo played in the game and he really made the plays when he needed to. Jason Witten's presence, maybe he didn't have such an impact on the game with just a couple of catches, but just his presence in the game, you kind of knew before the game started and you saw Witten suiting up that the Cowboys really meant business. They had a whole loss season to think about the loss against the Giants. Actually, to think about both losses against the Giants. And they feel like they should have won the game in Dallas last year if it wasn't for the ball getting caught in the lights or what have you. Uh, but the Cowboys really came into this game. And, and I kind of you know talk about the Giants' mentality. And I've always said that, A, the Giants are a better road team. Eli's a better road quarterback. Tom Coughlin's a better road coach. But I also think that the Giants always – play much better when they're the underdogs and they come into an environment like that rather than being the host in an environment like that. And I and I keep, you know, looking back to the defense of their last Super Bowl title and the way they opened up the next year and we talked about how dominant they were, but if you remember correctly, they opened up against a, a pretty bad Washington Redskins team that year and they 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 only won the game I think 16 to 7. So it wasn't like this real impressive showing and I think they got going after that. And you know, in the next segment, we'll talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but just to stay on this game a little bit more, what I thought on, on the defensive side of the ball really worried me was Jason Pierre-Paul had a decent game, no sacks, but, you know, Tony Romo, a couple of sacks with uh, Rocky Bernard and, and, and the interior lineman, Linville Joseph, but you didn't see Ozzy Uminora the whole game. Justin Tuck was fairly quiet, and... Uh, you know, it looked like Romo made one move on every one of these big plays, just one move to get out of the way of somebody, and he was finding these targets, which makes me concerned when the Giants have to play mobile quarterbacks that, you know, they played pocket passers for most of the playoff run last year. They played Matt Ryan. They played Tom Brady. You know, Aaron Rodgers is pretty mobile. But, you know, it, it's going to concern me now that these cornerbacks can't hold up, you know, if these mobile quarterbacks buy themselves some time. Yeah, I, I'm not overly concerned with it. I think more than anything else, what I saw is I, I, I saw them get good pressure on him. What I saw is they, they got undisciplined. They, they, they sort of got out of their containment lanes, and they gave uh, Romo the ability to, to um, sort of scramble around and make big plays. And 
the defensive coordinator Perry Fuel talked about this yesterday. He 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 mentioned that you know it's open opening game. People were trying to make big plays on national TV, and and they they try to do more than they should they should have stayed within their assignments. And 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 this is a veteran defensive line. I expect them to rebound, and they and we'll talk about this in the second half. But you know they they they're playing a, a big quarterback this weekend. But he's he's not a and he can move around, but he's really not known as a scrambler. But you know, and the game after this, they're definitely going to be playing somebody who can move around in Cam Newton. So they they've got to play with more discipline up front. But I, you know, I think the Cowboys. You got the, you hit on the you, you again. You were right. You hit the nail on the head when you said the Cowboys came into that this game. They were clearly clearly fired up. And I, I said to a friend of mine before this game that you know the Cowboys really need this more than the Giants do. Now that doesn't excuse it. I, I'm still really ticked off about this game. But if Dallas loses this game, their season might before it even starts might go in a little bit of a tailspin right here because they, because the, even the owner made such a big deal about beating beating the Giants. And you know that the the, the, the quarterbacks on the hot seat and the head coaches on the hot seat and. And have Witten come out there and play, given his physical status, uh, situation, that had to be inspiring for his teammates. But it also showed you how desperate they were in, in, in a little bit, because that, that's that's an injury that they probably should have sat him down another week and a half. They would have had you know another ten days to rest him with that spleen injury. So this was a really, I mean, this was a really really important game for Dallas. And to their credit. They played it like it was a playoff game to them, and I don't think the Giants had that playoff-like intensity. Now, will they? Was this a wake-up call for them? We're going to have to see, but they're they're going to have to realize that every game they play against every opponent, they're going to see the other team's A game because they are the NFL champions. They, you know, they teams that are going to play them are going to say this is the measuring stick, and we want to. We want to beat these guys and show how good we can be, and and you know we we've seen that with the number of the Giants Super Bowl teams throughout. You know there you know people like to say, well, there was the strike in '87. Yeah, that there was for three games, but the Giants also didn't look too good in the rest of that season either, and they finished in last place. And Hanley did come in after after uh, Parcells left, but that still was a very good team, and teams you know played played them really tough throughout that season. When you you're the Super Bowl champion, teams are going to come after you, and you've got to raise your level of intensity. You can't just show up and expect to walk over people. And they better show up this weekend because this Tampa Bay team can 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 beat them. They've they've got to they've got to bring their A game. Well, they had more than a week to think about it and to read the bad press after receiving you know many months of good press about their performance last season. The Giants have to prepare this weekend against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and and we're going to come back right back and we're going to talk about that game along with. Our concerns about David Wilson and Victor Cruz and, uh, you know, some other things on the Giants team. We'll be right back with the Big Blue Breakdown podcast on YesNetwork.com. YesNetwork.com's award-winning coverage includes blogs and columns from the pros who have their pulse on New York sports. It's truly a one-stop source for all of the best videos, news, and information on the web. That's all at YesNetwork.com. Welcome back to the Big Blue Breakdown. Once again, here are Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Welcome back to the Big Blue Breakdown Podcast. Joe Callow along with Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive website. It's the number one Giants fan message board on the web. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Greg Schiano, a little homecoming, come into Giants Stadium, MetLife Stadium, whatever you want to call it this weekend, 
And, you know, the Giants coming in at 0-1 really have to win this game, and, and hopefully we'll see it right from the opening kickoff. And the big question here, Eric, I want to pose to you. Will David Wilson be back there for the opening kickoff, and will he be a factor in this game? I think so. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a, I, I like this kid, and I, I think it's kind of funny that people were getting on his case for being upset on the sidelines. He should be upset. This is an emotional kid. Anyone who saw him in college and saw his sort of pregame uh, routine and, and, and knows that the, the, the game matters to this, this kid, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm really rooting for him, not just because I'm a Giants fan and he plays for the Giants, but you know, I, I really like him, and I expect him to rebound. But you know, once you develop that reputation as a fumbler, other teams do, you know, they'll go after that football, so he'll, he'll be, they'll have to be careful with that. But you know, they, they have to use him because the, the problem the Giants are having right now is this is they can't run the football. And I think there's a variety of factors in there. I think it's not just the offensive line, but I think the offensive line is a big part of that. Um, even Kevin Gilbride talked about this week. It's it's not just the offensive line. It's it's the wide receivers blocking. It's it's the fullback. It's the tight end. It's the running backs. There was holes there that Bradshaw missed. Um, they need to get that running game going because what what's going on right now, and the guy who wrote the game review on my website this week made a great, great point. They had 19 runs against Dallas. Ten of those runs came on first down, and those ten first down runs picked up 30 yards total. So what they're, what's happening is they're getting into second and third and long situations right off the bat. They're not they're not getting in manageable down and distance situations, and that's what happened to them last year. And they had to rely on Eli to bail them out. So in the Dallas game, same thing happened as it happened last year. But the problem with the Dallas game is Nix is banged up. He's obviously not 100 percent, and Cruz was dropping the football. And Manningham's out in San Francisco. So. Hickson picked up picked up the slack a little bit in that game, but the passing game's a little bit out of sync right now. Um, hopefully, Cruz rebounds and the Knicks hopefully gets healthier and healthier. But you know you can't rely on your quarterback to bail you out in every single game, and every single game can't be hopefully as in a fourth quarter comeback and that, that you have to win. They've got to start running the football, or this is going to be a real problem for them. We spoke about it in the last segment, you know, how the Giants just started to click in the second half. And once again, we had the feeling that if Eli got the ball back on that last drive, he would have yep. scored. I think the Giants got the feeling. And I'm glad you brought that up because I do think the Giants are used to doing, you know, just what you spoke about in, in just staying close in the first half, maybe even, you know, not even having a lead, but knowing that their quarterback will eventually not just, you know, give them a chance to win, but most of the time win the game. And, you know, they, they really can't get started late in this game. I, I'm so glad you brought that up because I absolutely do agree with you with that. And I think a lot of pressure was, you know, Eli did do it last year, and he's the one that, you're right, the first half of the season, he carried this team, and, and you just saw him do it so many times. And I'm hoping that the Giants' mentality is just not that. You know, it. I, I really do hope the running game – does start to kick in, but I didn't see any signs of it last week. I mean, you know, after Bowley takes the ball down to the the, the one yard line, I thought the next series was was really <laughs> awful. And I thought that I thought that maybe the difference I saw last year as opposed to this year is maybe on that first down play. You know, he does a little uh, a little a little play action maybe to the tight end, which I saw a couple of times last year on first down, just so people you know because the other team knows that you're probably going to run it right up the gut, and the Giants didn't do that towards the end of yeah. last season, and they went back and did it again. But you know they 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 ran a little bit better in the second half, maybe because they were coming from behind. But 
I agree. This week, I really think that the Giants need to open up strong, and I'm just hoping that it's not one of those Seattle Seahawks-type performances when they played the Miami Dolphins last year, the Buffalo Bills, where you really didn't see any offense uh, you know, for most of the first half, and they just left it up to Eli to win those games against these, you know, mediocre teams last year. Because, you know, Tampa Bay, sure, they're not coming in as this big heavyweight team, but they have a really good running back now. I, I like Doug Martin a lot, and I know the Giants liked him a lot in the draft. And maybe he would have been picked by the Giants if Tampa Bay didn't come in and take him and uh, the pick before the Giants, two picks before the Giants. So they have a really good running back, and they have a scrambling quarterback, you know, who, who can move around in the pocket, and they just got Vincent Jackson. So, I see, I would be, as a Giant fan, I would be more comfortable if this game was on the road because I think the Giants, <laughs> I, I speak about it every week with you, Eric, I think the Giants <laughs> are a better road team. And I just think that they play better against, you know, opponents on the road, especially they rise to the level of better opponents on the road. But, the, you know, this Sunday 1 o'clock at, at MetLife Stadium, you know, we all think the Giants are going to come out with this 0-1 mentality and knowing that they have to. But I would not be surprised if it is a, a you know, a 10-6 game and, and, and it's close in the second half, just because that's the weird weird kind of team the Giants are. Yeah, but they gotta, they got to move a bit past this. If they're going to, if they're going to, I want to, don't want to say the next level because they reached the ultimate level last year. But it it's time for this team to start putting some teams away. Now they did do that with Atlanta in the playoffs, even though that was tight in the first half. Um, they did pull away from the um, uh, Packers in the playoffs again at the end. But you know, we, we need Giants fans. I, we need a laugher in the fourth quarter. Just give us just give us a little bit of a break. They the Tampa's very dangerous because um, we'll have to see because one of the things that the the, um, the the quote unquote experts make this mistake all the time. You see it every single year. Something will happen in week one with all these teams, and and they'll come out and they make they'll make these grand statements about these you know general you know what's going to happen based on just week one, and then week two comes along, and the teams that everyone was just jumping on their bandwagon will lay an egg. So so we'll have to see. But that being said, Tampa held the Panthers to ten yards rushing last week. And I watched that game, and their defensive line and their defensive front seven gave the Panthers fits up front. Now, I don't know if that's an indictment on the Panthers or, or if that shows you that their defense is, is going to be a problem. But I would not go into this game and just line up with um, uh, two wide receivers, two running backs, you know, the fullback and the, and the running back and the tight end and just try to run the ball. I wouldn't do that. I would come out. I would spread them out. I would get the third wide receiver on the field at least, um, and, and then use Bennett too as almost a, as a as a receiver because he can get down the field. I would put the ball in Eli's hands, and I would get on top of these guys, and then come back with the run. I would use the pass to open up the running game, and not the other way around, because I just think that's the way that this team's built. And I'd like to see the Giants take the heart out of the out of Tampa Bay early get on top of them, and then take Doug Martin out of the game and and then put it all on Josh Freeman, and, and that's when our pass rush will, will come into play. I, I don't want to see, like you said, a 10-6 game going into the fourth quarter and and if they do you're just playing with you're playing with fire when you do that you know you just anything can happen in 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 a football game either way some some weird play and it's you just don't want to be in that situation we've seen a lot of blowouts the last 
last weekend. It's time for the Giants to blow somebody out. Yeah, and it's supposed to be a beautiful day, so the weather should not be a factor. So, you know, if nothing else, Eric, we spoke about it. It's going to be an interesting season with the Giants being the defending world champions. Teams are going to be on their A game every time they play them, and we'll see how they handle this. We'll see how they handle it. They handled it great when they defended their championship uh, four years ago, and we'll see how they handle it this season. So, uh, once again, thank you so much for joining me, and Giant fans, keep coming back to YesNetwork.com and the Big Blue Interactive website it is a fantastic website and and i love seeing all the giants all the giant fans every week viewing their opinions on the game and if they're disappointed if they're still positive because you know i we, we i i think after winning a super bowl last year we can't be anything but positive i think this team <laughs> you know what eric this team always shows us that they're going to put us into a, in for a roller coaster season but you know i think when it's when it matters and when it's time to win i think the coach has that mentality the quarterback has that mentality, and now maybe it's rubbed off to the rest of the team, you know, where they're just going to, you know, play hard on the weeks that they know they have to win. Unfortunately, it makes it tense for us fans, <laughs> and it doesn't make it easy, but hopefully, uh, you know, in the end that the Giants will be standing on top again. So until next week, folks, stay true, stay blue, and enjoy the Giants against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this Sunday.